Sometimes we start with a passion and build a business. Other times we build a business and the passion finds us. And this is what happened to my guest, Chris, when he started in the world of marketing and sales. There was no passion at all. Awesome. It was just, okay. <laughs> I just needed a job. Um, there's a lot more passion now. And through a lot of hard work and helping others along the way, that is what helped Chris find his passion. I don't know. It, it makes this worth it. Yes, mm -hmm. I'm doing it to make money. Of course I am. But I'm also oh, yeah. doing it to feel fulfilled for myself and help other people. I love helping other yeah. people. It's really blown up. I had no idea. Like It's changed my life. In this episode, I'm talking with Chris James, who now helps coaches and freelancers win more clients using organic content across Instagram and LinkedIn. And we're here to give you insights on how you can do the same. The problem isn't actually the fact that you're good at what you do. The problem is the fact that not enough people know you do it. We're giving you the steps to build a strong digital presence, share your message, and take your ideal client on the journey to booking that call with you. This is a full-on masterclass and you don't wanna miss a minute. This is Passion to Purpose and the Power of Digital Marketing. Hi, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. But hey, Chris, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to get into this. I can't turn down a good, a good chat. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I love it. That's what I love so much too about social media is because that's how we met. Like, and we met through a mutual connection. Um, and he was also on the podcast as well. So it's just really a cool opportunity to just meet and talk with people all over and like-minded people, you know, entrepreneurs, business owners. It's really awesome to just connect and share. Mm, I agree. Um, I did an yeah. interview recently, uh, which was just an on-cam face-to-face interview. And I just, connection is the thing. Yeah. Like, I've so many friends now that I actually was digital strangers. <laughs> right. It's, it's funny. Oh, I know. I know. I've actually been able to meet up in real life with some people that I've met online, which is awesome. Mm, yeah, yeah, same. You know, it's not like we're going into an office every day and like meeting people. So it's really nice to have a platform like this. I always say how lucky we are that social media exists. Because mm. I think just 10, 15 years ago, well, 15 years ago, I mean, it just wasn't a thing. It just wasn't an option. I mean, even when I was in college, like social media is a whole class now, like social media, we didn't even talk about it. And I studied communications and marketing. We didn't even talk about social media. So <laughs> it's just That's interesting. Fun. Yeah. I try and think, I guess we're a similar age. Um, I try yeah. and think back to my college days and there was not, just wasn't even, Facebook wasn't even around. Yeah. I don't think. Because I think it came out in like, I don't know, 2005 or something. Facebook did. So I was like just mm -hmm. in college when it came out. And I was like, <laughs> no one was using it for business. It was very random. Like you would just poke people <laughs> and post. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Do you remember the poke feature? So strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do remember that. That always uh, that always meant something. Something when you uh, you got a poke off a girl, I'd be like, "Yes, she poked me." <laughs> right? Oh, that's so funny. Oh, how things have changed. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but but so tell me a little bit about um, how you got into sales and into this world, and you know, just just what was the passion there, and how did how did you find your way into this? There was no passion 
at all. Awesome. It was just, okay. I just needed a job. Um, there's a lot more passion now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just needed a job. I um, spoke to a friend of mine and she said, oh, we'll get you a job. I didn't even know it was a sales job. Um, mm-hmm. And I got taken into this office. They said, yeah, we'll take you because they will take anyone. Um, and then they said, you're going to be ringing these people, trying to get them to buy this, ripped a phone book in half and put it on the desk in front of me and another oh, new wow. starter. So we had half the alphabet each in this particular area. And yeah, set about calling them. I think at the start at that job, I was doing 100 calls a day, there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, and I was awful. I think mm. I got fired from that job. Went into <laughs> a couple more. Um, it's just, I was terrible. Like mm-hmm. this is, there was no, there was one person on the end of this bank of desks who had a computer. Um, that was yeah. it. Apart from that, we were using phone books and paper. Um, then I went to a proper call center with a headset. Um, and that's when I actually started to, build up this resilience because my number of calls went up to 220 a day I was meant to do all the gap times between calls were uh, were timed as well um and yeah that was that was insane like it was an awful place to work but I got so much out of it because I met my wife there I met my best friend there okay Um, then I went into like recruitment but selling digital advertising as well Mm -hmm. Um, and I pestered and pestered this best friend that I met at the call center and said, can you uh, please, please get me a job at your marketing agency? And he was like, what do you know about marketing? I was like, oh, nothing really, but I know <laughs> how to sell. Uh, nothing yet, exactly. And then he finally rang me up. It was about two years later, maybe three years later, he rang me up and said, I've got an opportunity for you. Um, it will be quite a low salary, but we can bring you in. Um, and then first month I got a deal in, which is relatively unheard of. And then it just snowballed and okay. working with some massive clients. We were a content agency as well. So I picked up quite a lot of knowledge about the different touch points and um, mm. the customer journey, which was really, really important and really relates to what I'm doing now. Um, yeah. And the rest is, the rest is history. And I started posting a bit of content on Instagram and then pff, here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so you talk about content and learning all of that. I'm guessing that's really something that helped you catapult your own business then. So like, how did you go from there to then starting your own? Again, a mistake, funnily (laughs) enough. It was just trying to scratch a creative itch over during COVID. Yeah, so I was... I was just a bit, just a bit bored. I had all this time yeah. at home. I was like, I, I had an eye for, you know, design, but I wasn't very good at it, but I could tell what looked good and what didn't. So I just mm. started copying people's carousels, not posting them. I probably spent about six months on and off, like messing around with things. I had like a yeah. quote page that bombed because I didn't put anything into it. And yeah, I just decided finally, like, right, I've got a month worth of, months worth of content here that was all my own and not copied. It was all B2B sales stuff. So I just scheduled it all. And then, yeah, it went from there, really. Someone reached out and said, oh, could you help me with some some sales stuff for my business? I was like, uh, yeah, okay. Um, and then You're I did. Then someone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and I've, I've had really low price and, and I helped this guy out, hopefully, a little bit. Um, yeah. And then a couple more people came and I spoke to someone else who was doing similar to what I do. And they said, your price is far too low. So the next time I, I said it's multiple four figures and the person paid on the call. And that's when I was wow. like, okay, we can There's do something, something here. here. Yeah. yeah. So oh, wow. yeah, started to think, how can I, how can I try and get two or three of those a month just to replace the wage? And I put together yeah. a sort of like a hybrid program with 
a course, one-on-ones, group, community, um, DM access, all these other bits, guest speakers and stuff. Got a few people into there. Um, work like crazy to help them get results and engineer the process. And now there's nearly a hundred people in this in this community, which is wow, nice, is crazy. And some of the results that we're getting are, are insane. So, wow, all by accident. <laughs> All by accident, yeah. And in the in the process, obviously, <laughs> I, I quit my job. I had a really hard year right. last year, um, but quit my job um, 14 months ago, I think. Okay, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, you know, it's funny how, I mean, obviously we say by accident, but there's obviously a lot of work that went into it, right? You said how long you just sat there just playing with creating posts and not even posting them, just creating them to, to practice and like hone that skill. Mm. I think that's a, that's, that's the thing, like a lot of people, you know, because we always hear these online and I, I can't stand seeing them where it's like the whole get rich quick thing, you know, only work an hour a day and, mm. you know, bring in X, Y, and Z. And it's like, you're probably working more than an hour a day. It probably just doesn't feel like work to you because I know there's a lot of things I do that I actually just enjoy because it's a create, like you said, a creative itch. But that is work. I mean, it is getting you closer to you know, what you end up doing, really. Yeah, 100%. You know? I mean, you're not sat on a yacht sipping cocktails, are you? You are working. Right, right. <laughs> Just but at least it doesn't feel like it. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I still work quite long hours, um, mm-hmm. especially like on a Thursday. I'll do 12, 12 hour days usually on a Thursday because yeah. it's just a day when I get stuff done. Um, but you start to get systemized with it, which is... Right thing I'm a big fan of is just like turning things into processes and just creating as much leverage as you can either with tools or building your own assets or automation or whatever it is yeah um, so I've started really utilize like geeking out on that kind of thing as well and the whole oh, business yeah. journey and things like that so yeah it's all it's all stacking it's all major like majorly exciting opportunities are opening up for speaking gigs you know like potentials for stuff like this oh, that's uh, so on, cool. on stage yeah it's it's really blown up i had no idea like it's changed my life yeah completely. well i know you said you're heading to miami in mm. a few months for an event so like yeah you know it's like going across the pond and would you have ever thought you know no no and that <laughs> opportunity came by me paying someone fifteen thousand dollars to join their mastermind which is yeah that's nearly nearly half my year's salary when i first started that agency role and i've just paid it to a guy in full on one call 30 minute call and then i was like oh no i've got to make this work now um (laughs) so yeah um but i got a couple of up level my mindset straight away just by putting that money down and then yeah end of december actually three months to the day flying across to Miami for three-day in-person mastermind event. So really excited that about so that. That is so cool. That is mm. so cool. Yeah. And and I, I, I want to go back to like when you said like you just fell into it. Because even for me, if we go back to like college days, when I first started college, like I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea that I would end up in the world of marketing. But I was mm. always a creative person. And... I think kind of like you, where you said you just sat down and were just, you know, playing with, you know, creating carousels and stuff like that. Even in college, you know, I found my way into marketing and all of that, but I just genuinely enjoyed that, all the creative stuff that goes along with it. 
And for me, that just ended up being a natural fit. And then I got into marketing through my work, um, you know, my old job and all that. And then that's when I became passionate about realizing the skills that I had kind of honed over those years and just my interest in that creative process, how that now was able to help people. And then mm. that is where I became so passionate about like, oh, wow, like I I see small business owners, for example, being so passionate about what they do. And with my skill set, I can help them reach more people and do more of that. And so that for me is like really where that passion came from. So I'm get I want to know like kind of at what point in your process did it go from oh I just needed a job to like wow this is kind of like my calling almost. Yeah, I guess it happened twice uh, because yeah. the sales, the sales side of things, and then the creative side of things as well. And I think you know yeah. to be good at sales, you actually have to be creative. You know, it's creative problem solving essentially. Sometimes on the spot is how I sort of view yeah. sales. Um, but say, yeah, it, it was, I think when I went into the digital advertising or selling the digital advertising, I think that's when I was just like, oh, when I got deals in, I was like, I love this. I love the back and forth towards the end of a phone call and just like yeah. oh, all the, all the little tactics that I used to have at the end of the month to try and get like hit my target. And when you did, it was just a massive buzz. I remember getting a big deal with Heineken in, um, oh, wow. on Christmas Eve at like 11 a.m. And we shot nice Christmas present. One. Yeah. And that hit my target. And it meant I had um for end of end of December, I had an extra, I don't know, thousand pounds, maybe something like that. Yeah. And that was a big, big thing for me on that kind of salary. It was massive. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was I think it was around that time. So I'm guessing that was about nine years ago, probably, something like that. And okay. then the creative side of things, probably even earlier, because yeah. I'd always like enjoyed making music. And we made a few oh, videos same. and just a little bit of design, nothing too heavy. I used to make beats, used to um, like go to live events and stuff like that. And that in itself is a really creative process. Yeah. Um, yeah. Designing, even though they're awful, like covers and stuff like that. But I wasn't, I was awful. I was really bad. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. I think I've always <laughs> had that. And just like, I don't know, I'm trying to, I've been into music since I was, Eight, nine. This is so funny to me because I'm telling you, every person, myself included, that I've talked to that's in marketing or in this like creative space is a musician. Really? <laughs> yes. I have talked to so many people um, and not only online, but just people in my actual life, like musicians and stuff I knew, like they studied communications or marketing at school and they're musicians. And I'm like, there's some kind of connection here. Cause that's what mm. I did for years from a very young age. I was a musician. I, I performed and sang with bands and all that stuff. And then, Amazing. you know, yeah. And then, you know, through college, you kind of just fall into like the adult, I'm an adult now, I'll get a real job kind of thing. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> but <growing>. I, yeah, <laughs> but it's just, <laughs> but it's just so funny that so many people are, have kind of that music background. And I think it's just because we're creative. And it's a creative outlet, but I'd be curious to hear more about that at some point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that's really Absolutely. interesting. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a good journey. Uh, yeah. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. But again, that's, I don't know. I kind of fell out of love with that when I, well, got two kids, housewife, not a housewife, a house and a wife, I should say. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to point that out. Um, 
poor use of grammar there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that really like took the back seat then. Um, yeah. And what started working at the agency, you know, it's slightly longer hours. Had to take it more seriously. I was on a bigger salary, and then they just kept bumping me up as well in yeah. terms of money and responsibility. So that took a back seat. But yeah, the creativity's always been there. It makes me mm-hmm. think back to. I used to really enjoy writing stories. Um, yeah, same. Yeah. In primary school. Um, same. Summer so vacation. Just, summer vacation. I'd be like writing stories. <laughs> yeah, I used to enjoy reading a lot. But yeah, write, like build. Like, I guess it's all building. Like I like building things. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Which is, again, it's interesting. You know, you construct a song or you construct a story, construct yeah. a process, construct a notion page, you know, That's construct so an offer. Yeah, sell it all. Wow. That's, uh, you know, I've never thought of it about that angle, but that's really true. Like, cause even creating like a sales funnel, for example, you're creating a story, a journey for the prospect to go through. I never thought of it that way. Like as, as, as like songwriting or or writing stories, it's very, very similar. It is. And I think everything kind of has its own I try and think of everything like a jigsaw. Even when I was making mute, like there's always one bit you just need to fill in. And how do you find the exact right piece? Do you need to rotate it or turn it up or turn it down or strip some of the words out? Or do you need to, I don't know, add in an extra email or whatever it is. And I'm really starting to obsess over this, the journey side of everything. Absolutely everything. So I was away with the team, um, our team over the weekend. And we spent probably four hours just on the, from when someone says yes on a sales call all the way through to, cause we run a six month program, um, mm. every single touch point and what they're meant to do, what, what are the communications they're going to receive from us? Are they automated or manual? You know, all the, all these different things, yeah. what extra uh, resources can we involve? What do they need to do ahead of taking action on a certain thing? Is there a video they need to watch all, all this different stuff? And yeah. it, it takes ages, but again, building, we had post-it mm-hmm. notes out on the table, different colors for, like, it was, it was great. I loved it. Well, and what I love about that stuff is, you know, putting all these systems in place online and everything. It's like, once you have them, like, it's a lot of work up front and like the process, I mean, for us, probably not a lot of people, but that's why we do what we do for us. It's a fun process. <laughs> Right. Yeah. But I love building that. But then once it's done, like it's done and it can work for you. Like, that's what I love about it. Mm, that's so like, big. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely outstanding. You know, I've just, I've just finished building a load of lead magnets and they've all got email nice. sequences off the back of them and I'm pushing right. them out on LinkedIn one at a time and then pull them away and say they're going, you need to download it now. And then these people are just like being delivered value to and then getting hit with social proof and then an opportunity to to come yeah. and work with us once the trust has been built and, and the relationship's a bit stronger and it's like build it once yep I love that and I love that because I feel like especially being on social media every day and like kind of being in those bubbles you know um there's so much more to social media like there are these whole back-end systems that are in place to funnel in business and mm. I think a lot of people just think oh, I'll just post on social media and I'll, you know, start getting clients. It's like, okay, but where are people going after that? Like once they discover you, like, where are they going? And that's like all these systems that like you're talking about building and it's so crucial because social media is such a crucial part of the whole process because it's the awareness factor, but yeah. you know, where are they going after that? You know, that's one of the things we try and help clients with is just like, I always start from the end point and work backwards. Most people start from the, the start yeah. and try and work forwards. But 
um, they forget that you know you can't just stick a post out. You have to you have to do the work, and I think that's a problem. A lot of a lot of people starting out, myself included, when I first started, is oh, yeah. I would mark out an hour, uh, sorry, a day, let's say half a day, four hours to six hours, to actually go and learn something about emails and just like shut everything off and go right. How do I actually, you know, because I can use a computer, I'm fairly tech savvy, probably average, probably above average now, but back back yeah. then maybe just average or slightly below there's so much free information out there on youtube that if you really want this lead magnet and email sequence you can you can mm. go and do it oh yeah but people don't right exactly four hours it's eight yeah. hours well and then the thing is too is like a lot of people just don't have the extra time like it depends on too where like if you're a business and where you are in your business journey um like if you want to set these systems in place but you don't have the time to set aside to you know do all of that or you don't know where to find the information like that's where you or i can come in and say like hey we have it right here for you this is what you need to do right mm. you don't have to go um cuz you know actually tell me a little bit too about how your um you know how you work with clients like one on one i know you said you have a program all of that so fill me in on how that works and how you help them yeah up. sure so we have a six-month hybrid program called Content to Clients. That's the signature program. Um, most people come to us because they want sales, you know, or yeah. they want leads typically. Um, but just after a few minutes on on the phone with them, normally either myself or my team will probably find out. Okay, you haven't got a sales problem because you've not got enough opportunities to convert. So it's actually a leads problem. Okay, um, yeah. how are you getting leads? And it's like. Well, I'm not really getting that many leads. It's like, okay, cool. So it's not actually a leads problem. It's a marketing problem. Tell me about your marketing. And they'll go, oh, I'm doing this, doing that. It's like, okay, so tell me about the message that you've got or, you know, your actual <laughs> offer. And they'll go, yeah. well, I'm still finalizing that. You know, I'm just working on my website. And it's like, right. So it isn't a sales problem. It's not a leads problem. It's not actually a marketing. Well, it is. It's all, all they're all problems. But the main root cause yeah. actually starts with the offer. Yes. Um, and that's what we, that's what we start with. So as soon yeah. as people come in, we help them get clear on their financial objectives and their time. So the end goal and how they're going to get to the end goal, literally like in half an hour segments, here's what we recommend you should do each day. Mm -hmm. And if you've not got clients, you know, it's all lead generating activities pretty much. Right, right. But firstly, before that, we then look at the offer. And for me, an offer consists of six things. It's the people that you're selling to. It's the problems that they're facing. It's the promise that you're taking or going to deliver to them. So the outcome It's then the phases that you go through in order to deliver that promise. And it's mm -hmm. the parts that make that up. And then it's the price. If we can nail all those six P's, and this is a framework I've played with so many times, we can nail all those six P's or at least get them 70, 80% correct that yeah. we're happy with. We can then go out there have a bit of feedback, uh, try and get a bit of feedback, have a few calls, hopefully a few sales calls, pull out the little black book essentially. While we're doing that, also setting up a few systems and getting maybe optimizing our profile. You know, it's not a big the big thing. Everyone talks about it, but I think they put far too much on, like, onus on it. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, like coming up with consistent content buckets or pillars or whatever the buzzword is this month, um, right. they can take their message to market. Um, but I think people too get, get too caught up in that rather than, you know, a very simple journey, which we just call CTC um, after content to clients, but it's okay. capture, 
that was capturing new followers, building trust with them mm-hmm. in the middle, and then converting them at the bottom. Very simple, upside down yeah. trying. Um, so that's the journey that we take people on with two different types of content, logical and emotional. So typically mm-hmm. the logical stuff will be the numbers, the things that make sense um, that they can, un- okay, I can just this because i know i'm going to get a quantifiable outcome from working with this person or at least downloading the lead magnet or whatever type of conversion we're going for but then the emotional side which i think a lot of business owners forget about is like the person behind the brand and that consists of a character at the top Um, Mm -hmm. then it consists of the opportunity that you present to people and then it also the mission that you're on as well so i'm going a little bit probably a little bit too deep but that's that's sort of how how we help people on the on the at the start of the journey and then it's trying to systemize that content process so it's not mm-hmm. taking up two hours a day or whatever i used to spend three hours yeah. making carousels that's crazy yeah um, but <laughs> how can we how can we systemize that so you can sit down like i do now on a wednesday morning and create a whole week's worth of content yeah on your own that's- maybe we can use chat gpt i mean we, we've still not really looked, dug into that too much but and then once you've got that it's all right cool we, we've got hopefully a few opportunities bubbling from the initial uh, calls that we had. Um, we're also posting content consistently now, and that's not a big issue because we're over the hill with that. We've got a few different formats available. Now we really focus on the leads and yeah. refining the sales process from when someone becomes a lead. And that can be a few forms. You know, you might you might be looking at webinars or masterclasses. Mm-hmm. It may be lead magnets, which I think are absolutely great as we've already touched on and then i think um some low level automation to support that um and all this alongside continuing to like interact with your ideal audience on whatever channel you're on typically we help people across instagram linkedin um then once we hit a certain revenue level it's like right plug in a va with the lowest level tasks you can to take Mm -hmm. that admin off you and you continue doing the higher roi activities whatever they are usually the last thing we recommend people do is remove themselves from the sales process. So you can go and hire mm, editors yeah. people to engage for you, people to add people or whatever. You can hire content writers. You could also hire um, like a client success person or a project manager or an accountant on the back end, but you firmly in the middle because no one will be able to typically sell what you do as well as you do. Um, right. And then, yeah, how can we plug in all these gaps, buy back your time essentially um and then yeah is it something more like ads or well who who knows because there are so many options there as well so that's kind of the whole process Um, yeah massive success rates we've had people like change people's lives like multiple times people gone from zero to to massive numbers in a short space of time just because they've got the hunger the appetite and they're willing to sit down listen and execute yeah and that right there is the key too they have to want it Right. Cause there's, there's, I've, I've experienced this in the past where someone will just, well, I want, I just want you to do all that. And it's like, no, you have to be involved. You have to be involved. Like you just said, the sales thing, like that's the last touch point typically is the sales call or whatever. And no one can replace you on that. Like that is, Mm. that is you. Um, but I love how you, that was like a whole masterclass right there. That was (laughs) like, (laughs) that's like exactly. And I love how you said people can like, we want more sales, but all those touch points prior to that, all those things, all the way back to your brand messaging, right? Because that's Mm -hmm. the same with me. Like when I start with clients, that's where we start. No matter what goals they have or whatever they want to accomplish, I'm like, okay, that's all fantastic. Let's go over your brand messaging and make sure that is still on track to help you reach 
that goal that you want to reach because that's going to set up the foundation for everything we do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Reverse engineering stuff. So like, so important. And again, yeah. we've already touched on it. Journey. Mm-hmm. The, the building of things like why touch points, different assets, where do they sit is so important because yeah. ultimately you want people to come to a sales call, like 80% ready to buy. And exactly. if your messaging is off, that then affects your content or your marketing or your email or you know whatever these bits that these touch points are in the middle, which then affect the person's perception when they hop on the sales call with you. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be like if your marketing's crap and you do manage to get them onto a call, their perception is going to be at like twenty yeah. percent. You know, I'm just yeah. curious. You know, whereas you can get them like I'm, I am ready to buy. I have seen enough evidence logically and emotionally that I feel attached enough to this to make a decision so long as, I don't know, the number's right or the calls are at the right time or the deliverables right. are ticked or just some couple of questions is exactly where you yeah. want people. Yeah. Yeah, because like it you said, it all, has to, yeah, it all has to align because even if the marketing's great, say the marketing's great and you're like, okay, I'm ready to buy, but then you either get on the call or you go to the place or whatever and it's just not what you expected. Like that's mm. not in line. Like from A to Z, it has to be completely in line because anytime there's that, um, oh, I call them like roadblocks or there's like, uh, something just is mismatched. It makes you step yeah. back and like reevaluate. And it's, it's as the consumer, it's like, wait a minute, that's not exactly what I thought this was. And so, yeah, if it, if it doesn't all match up, you're going to put hesitation in, in your consumer's mind. So. Absolutely. And I think that's where the emotional content and the emotional side of the marketing really matters as well for people like yeah. us with personal brands, because even mm-hmm. though something might not make sense, people will then like logically will then fall back on their emotional like attachment to you as a character. Um, and it's almost yeah. like, oh, well, I still believe them that, it, you know, or whatever it is. I still think they're a good person or I believe in their cause or the mission, whatever it is. Um, and that can help like. Yeah increase the percentage let's say they come onto the call with but yeah i think and it doesn't just stop there you know it's about the delivery as well like having a system in place to because we now have a repeatable process that we can we can give to clients and if they do it they'll see success it's not easy it's hard work it's organic you know building a personal brand and trying to win clients through organic marketing is as we both know is uh not easy (laughs) no it's not easy but if you want it enough like you say and you're invested in it enough um, you can do it, but the delivery side of things for us is the most important piece because you get that part, right. You get the product, right. You get the service, right. Whatever you, you do, um, you will turn your customers into salespeople for you. You know, Hormozy oh, yeah. talks about this a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and we get, we get a couple of referrals every, well, maybe one a week, maybe two a week, something nice. like that. We've had one today yeah. from existing clients who are that yeah. happy that they they talk about us. And that, again, strengthens that percentage perception for people before they hop on a call. Oh, okay, oh gosh, I'll go yeah. and check them out or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, I'm interested in the call. They yeah. come on like, right, so-and-so said this about you. The mark, I've seen a couple of bits of content. Like, oh, I love it. And the journey yes. as well, I have to get this out because this is what we've been refining recently, is the journey between, and this is if you have sales calls as part of the process, the mm-hmm. journey between the call being booked and the call taking place mm. is when they're at their hottest and it's often neglected completely. Yeah. So what seeds can you plant? What assets can you tailor as part of that journey from booking to call taking place that are going to just enhance that percentage exactly. perception even further? 
even just a simple thought, like as soon as they book, even just a simple follow-up email, like, Hey, we're excited to speak with you. And, you know, here's maybe some things you can check out in the meantime, and then maybe Mm. follow up again before you get on the call, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Exactly. And I can tell, I can tell just by you talking about this, how passionate you are, like about like Mm, everything you do and building these processes. Like I feel the same way. Like it's just, it's, it's really cool because I think it's a lot of, like we said, it's a lot of things people don't see. It's like that iceberg graphic, you know, where it's like everything below the surface you don't see. And it's like when you can share that with people and it's like this big aha moment, like, oh, wow. Like, you know, we can put all these things in place. It works for us. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's it's powerful stuff. Um, so automating as much as you can or outsourcing as much as you can, the different parts of that journey mean that, you know, this is still something I'm wrestling with now. Mean that you can remove yourself from certain parts of the equation, which is is big. Yeah, it is. It is. And then some things, you know, even going off of that there with um automating things, like I love automating certain things, but then there's other things where I'm like, I love, I love doing this. So it's kind of like there's there's things you're gonna love that you still have to outsource because if you if you know if you want to scale and you want to grow. Even if you love doing that thing, sometimes you might still have to outsource that so you can show up where only you can. Because mm. I know there's a lot of things, um, sometimes even working with with clients where they're like, oh, well, well, you know, we can do that or I can do that. And I'm like, you know, I'd really love, you know, if like, you know, we could kind of take that on on this end. And then I really want you to focus on X, Y, and Z. Because like that's only where you could focus, you know, it's kind of yeah. pinpointing those things as well. Playing to your strengths. And, and, <laughs> yeah, it makes a lot of sense. You know, playing to your strengths rather than your preferences, I think. Yes. Because there are loads, of, loads of things yep. that I like to do that, you know, I enjoy editing videos, but I may as well pay someone who's better than me and I'll get it done in zero minutes yeah. rather than me doing it and having a less polished product and it taking 120 minutes. So <laughs> exactly. that's, that's a, a really big thing. And then it's, it, yeah, playing to your strengths, but also not because you're outsourcing something, mm. not just going to, I guess like not just going to a, a mediocre task. It's re- if you are outsourcing, it's, it's filling that time with a really hard, hard, high ROI yeah. activity. Yeah. Um, I.e leads exactly. and sales because so many people yeah. I did it when I did a talk recently so many people are just like as I mentioned oh I need to sort the website out then I'll get into it and it's like there are so many excuses why you're not actually doing the work or the thing that you know in the back of your mind needs to be done but yeah. you're not doing it because there's always something else that kind of needs doing whereas mm-hmm. the one thing that you do is just get out there as a business owner at the start and have conversations they don't even have to be sales conversations just little black book conversations yeah. social media conversations send a few emails make a few calls it's so underrated I, it is so i've just simple. done a video about it <laughs> yeah it's I, my youtube guy was like let's do a video where you've got it's called mission impossible you've got 24 hours to win a client Go and go and write it and tell <laughs> me cool. and film it. Tell me what you would do. And yeah, I was like, well, I'd just start if I had to win a client, I would start with my phone. I would go through my yeah. phone and I would ring everyone, absolutely everyone. Because mm-hmm. if they're in there, they've probably, you know, they've given me they're their already number. warmed up they to you. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, and then ask for intros. Simple as that. 
Um, but so many people, I think, feel like they can just sit there and expect people to come to them. But there are hundreds of people that do what they do. Hundreds of people that do what right. I do, probably what you do as well. Yep. So you just need to beat them to it. The problem isn't actually the fact that you're good at what you do. The problem is the fact that not enough people know you do it. Yeah. And people, and, and I always say this too, like when you are there, you're the, you're the one putting out content, you're the one running an ad or putting out whatever it is, mailers, anything, right? You see everything. So you think everyone else sees everything. Mm. When in fact, they're probably only seeing about 10% of what you're putting out there. Yeah. So I think sometimes that's hard for people to recognize too, is like, you think you're putting a lot of stuff out there because you're the one doing it. You're present for all of it, but the person you're trying to target might only be seeing it 10% of the time. So keep putting it out there, keep talking about it, keep selling. Um, because yeah, it's just, there's just a wall of information being thrown at us minute by minute (laughs) online everywhere. Um, and things get lost pretty quickly. Yeah, imagine how many social posts you see each day. If we're just talking Insta or LinkedIn so content, many. Like a thousand? I don't even know, like ten thousand. Yeah, I'm not sure. A so lot. How can your <laughs> posts stand out? And this is where you know the journey of a post comes into it. It's like, yeah, I've just narrowed it down to ABC for my formula. Is like attention, breakdown, call to action. So grab their attention, nice hook, headline, something to make them go, oh, what's this? Then break yeah. down precisely what you want to say in order, nice and easy and then call to action tell them exactly where to go how to do it and why they should do it as well what's in it for them and that kind of that abc i just i love coming up with all these little frameworks but um, that abc journey is just that helps me and our clients like just simplify it's like get their attention what can you do i'm a big fan of negative like negative headlines Um, oh yeah people are attracted to that They are, yeah, I am, yeah. you know, and, and and like specificity as well, I think. It's like we helped a client make more money. It was like, well, say we helped a client in this industry 10x their revenue or make a million or whatever in the time yeah. frame that it happened in and be really yeah. specific because I think that's something people forget as well. Oh, yeah, really specific. And like I think we said earlier, like not just talking about the services because a thousand other people do what we do, but talking about the benefit of it because- I think I used it. Well, I know I used an example in a post that um, I said, you know, say you're like a professional organizer, right? And you're like, oh, we can help you get things organized. And okay, well, that's great. But I was like, if your target audience is like, you help busy moms get organized. Well, busy mom doesn't just care about getting organized. She wants more time with her family. She wants more time to herself without feeling guilty about it. She wants like, right. So you talk about those things, not just Mm. like, oh, look how neat we can organize your stuff. Yeah. Right. 100%. Yeah. Sell the, uh, sell a vacation, not the, uh, the plane journey. <laughs> exactly. That's the phrase, I believe. Yeah. Exactly. Because if I love, I, <laughs> I love going to Europe, but I don't like flying. So if you're trying to sell me the flight, it's not going to work. Not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but I will go to Europe and I will sit my butt on that plane for eight hours because I know it's worth what's on the other side. That's it. You're not doing it because you like the flight. Exactly. <laughs> I hate flying. I hate flying. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. <laughs> no. Yeah. Ten hours to Miami doesn't sound great, but we're Ooh, gonna do yeah. it because of what's on the other end, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
I also wanted to ask you quickly about, um, you know, talking about like kind of what's on the other side is I heard you say the, you know, the buzz you get from when clients have a win, like when they have a win, it's a win for you. You know, mm. I, I feel the same. So like, tell me, tell me a little bit about like, just how that kind of keeps you going. It's, I think like a while ago, mm -hmm. I was, I was, a win's not the, winning a new client isn't the same for me anymore as it was. Yeah. Because I tied everything to the finances. And oh, yeah. now I, I tie it to the person coming in, um, which I still obviously get a buzz from because I enjoy right. sales calls. I enjoy meeting new people. I enjoyed the start of the journey. Um, but that is nothing in comparison to, you know, scenes. And I'm not even talking, we we market the financial wins because we help people win um new clients essentially. But yeah, it's it's everything on that on that whole journey. Again, journey. Yeah. You should just call this the journey, this podcast. The journey. <laughs> yeah, or journey building or something. But yeah, yeah it's exactly. seeing them seeing them progress in their own lives. Like I've had people messaging me saying, um, like we've bought a new car or I've paid off a big mm -hmm. chunk of debt or I like, I am not scared of this anymore. My whole confidence has shift and you can see it as well. Yeah. Um, the, the money's almost becomes a byproduct, but regardless of what it is, I don't know. It, it makes this worth it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it to make money. Of course I am, but I'm also oh, yeah. doing it to feel fulfilled for myself and help other people. I love helping other yeah. people. My wife walked in when I was rewatching a new course module that I'd filmed. And my wife walked in and she said, you sound like a teacher. I was like, that's because I'm teaching something. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually worked out that I quite enjoy teaching things as well to people. And yeah. then I look back, cast it back. And I've always, always enjoyed like helping people out. I'll probably help people out a bit too much in, in my life. Um, and yeah, when, when I see some of the wins that, our clients have had jesus I've, I've cried at some of them i've had i get oh, goosebumps yeah. all the time because people come on it's happened twice in the last few weeks people have come on sales calls and cried on the call like it means so much to oh. me to to be able to make a start on this i'm nervous i'm scared but i'm going to yeah. do it anyway because we charge you know a good amount to to join the program yeah um and you know especially for people like that when i you know i had a, a chap this was a while ago now he had to go and ask his wife if he could do it. And I could tell he needed it. I could tell mm -hmm. he needed to do it and I could tell it'd be good. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that as like, if I don't sell, to, if I let this guy off the hook and don't sell to him, not yeah. only am I not going to make money, but I'm actually, I'm doing him a disservice. It's my yep. duty to help this man in front of me. So I, I said, he said, I need to go and speak to my wife. I said, cool, go and speak to her. I'll wait here on a zoom call. Rather than going, okay, yeah, we'll speak again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm not sure. I was like, trust me, let's do this now because I know that you need it. Mm -hmm. He came back and it was his last bit of money. Mm, yeah. And he was making about 900 a month. Month two, he made nine grand something. Wow. That is awesome. At the end of month two. And that was one of the... We had we did a like a testimonial interview, and that's one of the ones where I was just like, it was wow. so good, just to see like that guy was barely scraping by, man, last bit of money, 
now he's like, my confidence is sky high. I'm not afraid of sales calls. You know, my content's better than ever. I'm getting more like incoming attention than ever. And I'm making more money and having more fun while doing it. I'm just like, that is amazing. And just think if you would have been like, all right, well, you know, get back to me whenever you're done talking, you know, with your wife. It's like, you don't know that it could have gone completely differently. And, you know, and it's, and I think that's the thing that people need to understand about sales is when it's, 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 it kind of feels like it's about you, but it's not about you. Right. Like I know when I sell to someone or I'm offering my services, like I'm doing it because I truly believe that it's going to help them. Like if I don't mm. think I can help them, I'm going to say, you know what, this might not be a fit at the moment, but right. I'm, I'm not going to try to sell to someone unless I feel that it's actually beneficial to them. And so I think when a lot of people are like, oh, I'm scared of sales or I'm scared to do sales. It's like, think of it as an external thing, not an internal thing, like not something that's I'm getting a sale out of it. It's I'm helping somebody. Yeah, that's you know? that's all it is. You know, I think you are on the on the sales call. You're helping them make a decision. Yeah. And after the call, you're helping them reach an outcome. The outcome of the call, the journey of the call is to find out usually a bit more about them, find out where they want to get to see what's standing in the way and like see if what you offer them is a good fit. Yeah. And you are letting them down. If if what you do is a good fit and you let them get off the call with a maybe or a no, yeah. you're, you're, you're actually letting them down. Yeah. You are letting them down. So I'm, you know, I, I will keep people on calls. I'm not a pushy salesman by any, by any means. I used to be. Yeah. Like, I, know, I know a lot of the <laughs> tactics and stuff like that, but, but right. I will now, I'm seasoned enough, I think, to be able to ask the hard questions that make them go, hmm, actually. When yeah, I think those right. old sales tactics are are that, they're old sales tactics. They're old school. Yeah. I think the way yeah. we sell now has completely shifted. Like we said, it's definitely more about not what you can get, but what you can give. Um, And we're so, I think, bombarded with that. We've been so bombarded, like, with all the ads we see and even just walking through a mall and someone like coming out and trying to sell you something like we're so used to just, if it's an ad, we scroll. It's why YouTube ads have a skip button, right? It's like all these things. So sales tactics have taken an entirely different direction and shift. I wouldn't yeah. even call well, it it's tactics. a buyer's it feels... market. Yeah. The buyers can choose. Um, exactly. It's just like the, the recruitment market. It's, it's a candidate-led market now because mm-hmm. there are so many options out there, so many people that do what you do, mm-hmm. and then you jump all over them and start trying to sell. It's immediately going to repel. Yeah, and they're just like all the DMs you get on LinkedIn. Oh, God. I'm like, Absolutely guys. Horrendous. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not going to work. Just, no, just get not to know people days. a little bit first. Just mm-hmm. ask yeah. them walking with no agenda that's all i did at the start of linkedin it's just like no agenda whatsoever like maybe yeah. we should have a chat I, I like a lot of the time i end up buying from people that i start conversations with because we get on so well and i'm like oh yeah, oh, actually, yeah. i could do with that <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and too you know you get more out of it it's not just a sale then i mean we're making friends we're making connections like you can get a lot more out of it doing it that way yeah absolutely you know, I've got very, very good friends and it all comes from one of us sent the other a DM. That's how yeah. all these people that I met on over the last week when I went to the conference, 
I met my mentor who I originally like started a conversation with. So I was like, she's a good fit. I'm going to see if, yeah. if we could. And anyway, she ended up selling to me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How the tables turn. <laughs> exactly. And that's going in with no real, yeah, there's a potential. Oh, it might be a good fit, but yeah. never once did I try and pitch her. It was just a conversation. And then turns yeah. out we built enough trust in each other that I, yeah. And people now. will work, choose to work with those they know, like, and trust, you know, we hear that all the time, but it's true because you're not, if you're already invested in someone, and you know what they do, it takes a lot of effort and work for, for the consumer to go out and find someone else and learn about them and all of that. So that whole relationship building is so important. Mm. Yeah, it's it so is. Important in that. It is. And it's all built on trust. Like you say, um, you can't typically won't buy from someone if, if you don't trust them. And right. you can't trust someone if you usually you won't trust them if you don't like them and you can't right. like someone if you don't know them. So that's why I, I say like the, the, the awareness stage is where most people fall down because most people like us are, you know, they are trustworthy mm -hmm. and they are likable, yeah. but they've just not got enough traffic on the front end either because right. of the messaging or their activity or their ads or whatever it is, yeah. um, converting people into converting eyeballs into I guess, or strangers into attention, let's say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I wanted to ask you just one last thing, and that is what is one major takeaway? I know we covered a lot. This is like, like I said, this is like a full masterclass, this one, which I think is awesome. But what is one takeaway that you would give to someone um, of just getting started? Like what's one step they can take today? Getting started in what? Business? Well, I guess just getting started in like, you know, they're wanting to they're not seeing sales. What what's like one step they can take? Oh, just one. I know that's really hard, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, I thought you were gonna let me have two or three then. Um we'll have two or three thing. then. <laughs> okay. Pull out the little black book and go and speak to people. Um, yeah. even if they you think that they're people that you can't help, they will know people you can help. And that little black book might be the phone book. It might be your email list. It might be your social contacts. It might be someone you bump into walking the dog or, you know, taking your kids to school or at football practice or whatever it is. Just speak to as many people as you can. Validate your idea and get used to saying the words, get your mind and your mouth almost muscle memory used to saying those yeah. words um, and talking to people. Because I think skill uh, sales is one of the highest lever leverage skills you can you can buy at buy you can buy it kind of but you have to go through it build is what i meant to right, say right um it's so so crucial next to that is is marketing so mm -hmm. just spend a little bit of time well second thing don't be afraid of sitting down for a whole day to learn something new because what most people will do mm -hmm. is dip in for 15 minutes half an hour and then try and do something they're not that good at it because they've only done 15 minutes research then they'll yeah. go oh i'm not that good at this i'm going to stop Whereas if you can, again, we talk about foundations and things stemming from, you know, fundamentals. If you went and did an eight hour research on, I don't know, let's say you wanted to create carousels or let's say you wanted to learn about investing. Yeah. Dedicate a day to it. It's only a day of your life. Right. Lay that, lay that foundation and then start slowly putting it into practice because once you've got a firmer foundation, it's not just 15 minutes, it's eight hours. Mm -hmm. you're going to, you're actually going to end up being better because you know a lot more. Right. Um, the third thing, 
I'm making this up on the spot. So yeah, we've got, <laughs> first, we've got going and speaking to people. We've got sitting down and actually taking time out. Go and post content. I think yeah. regardless of the platform and do something that's nice and easy for you, nice and comfortable. If you, you know, you like writing and you're not good on video, don't do video, just write, yeah. go to LinkedIn, Twitter yeah. threads. If you do like being on video or you like designing, then go to, go to the platforms that serve those most because that's a good point. That's like, again, another, another fundamental, which you and I probably take for granted now, you know, it's very easy for us to show up. We're creative enough. We know the process. Um, yeah really really important and understand that you you know you go through these stages there's um unconscious incompetence where you don't know that you you rubbish at something there's yeah unconscious uh, there's conscious incompetence where you know um that you rubbish at it but you're still trying then there's conscious incompetence oh god i'm getting them all wrong i was trying to be i clever. know what you mean though um, <laughs> there are four stages of learning and just understand that when you're trying something new you're at that very first stage so yeah. you are going to suck but no one's going to know about it because you're posting right. content and your audience will be tiny because you're just starting out. And then, and people don't, don't notice as much as you think they game. do. No, they don't. Right. It's uh, God. It's all about the stories you tell yourself, and you can sell yourself mm -hmm. on any excuse in the world. So you're obviously yeah. good at sales. So go and sell to someone. <laughs> sell sell <laughs> yeah. your dream to someone. Um, exactly. What was, I saw a saw a great tweet, and it was just like. Um, you believe, dad says to son, you believed in yourself. Uh, sorry, you believed in Santa Claus for 12 years, but you can't believe in yourself for five minutes. Oh, that's cute. It's like, boom. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's true. And I've also heard one where they're like, there are people out there making millions or making money that are half as good as you simply because they believe they can or believe they're good mm. or whatever. Something like that. But it's like, yeah, yeah, it's really my, it comes down to mindset and just actually believing you can do it. And then taking like the three steps you just said, like just doing it, just taking action. Even that's if it's it. messy action, just take it. <laughs> my whole ethos action. That's like yep. that's all I believe in. Cause even if you fail, you still learn. Exactly. There's no downside. Yeah. Agreed. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this. Like I've said, I think this was like a full on masterclass. So I think a lot of people will benefit from this. And it was really great to finally speak with you face to face in person. I know we've been connected online for a while. So it was nice to actually meet you in person mm. or in person yeah. virtually. <laughs> yeah. D digital person. No, yeah. Thank you digital very much. It was, uh, it's been it's been great. I know we've been chatting for, I don't know, a year, maybe a year and a half. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's been great to meet you too. It's been a pleasure to be on. And uh, thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah. Thanks. Now that was a full-on masterclass. I would like to thank my guest, Chris James, once again for sharing all of his valuable insights. And if you would like to connect with Chris, I will have all of his information in the description of this podcast. And once again, I'm Lindsay Berta, founder of Berta Marketing, where I partner with passionate business owners to help them show up with purpose, build a strong digital presence, and bring in more leads online. And I want to enable you to do more of what you love because my passion is helping you grow yours. For more small business marketing tips, subscribe to this podcast or learn more at BertaMarketing.com. Thanks for listening.